Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Miles Driven with myself, Sam. And before he jumps in, we are going to have to start this week's podcast with yet another apology. However, as you can probably tell by my joyous tone, this week it is not an apology from me. I will now introduce the apologetic person who is... You've made the most of that, haven't you, mate? No. (laughs) really have. I am Uh, just getting started. (laughs) Well, it's Miles, in case this is the first time you're ever listening to us. Yeah, uh, so in the last podcast, Sam, we did three hot hatches. Uh, Actually, it would have been two podcasts ago. There's three hot hatches that were an alternative to a Golf GTI for less than £5,000. You suggested an Alpha Giulietta? Yep. And I said on the podcast, and uh, if you want to check it out, it's also on our YouTube channel, that it's it's a 1.8 with dress-up kit. I was half right. It is a 1.8. But it's actually a 1.8. It is the hot hatch variant. It's 236 horsepower, I think. So that was a proper hot hatch you found. And I dismissed it as just a 1.8 with, say, 150 horsepower because I'd heard about them. But obviously, I got my wires crossed thinking that it was something less than it actually was. So apologies, Sam. And that means that actually it was a pick over a golf gti so all three of your picks were as as i deemed it to be better than buying a mark 5 golf gti from my own ownership experience anyone who wants to listen if you haven't listened to that podcast or you just want to listen to that snippet you can either go on youtube to watch that snippet of us talking about it or you can just go back it's that was podcast 44 that we did that in so happy sam slightly yes yeah, slightly I mean- I have a feeling it's probably oh, not going to be the only apology from yourself in this podcast, no. but that is merely a guess and we shall see as the podcast progresses. Yeah. So coming up today, Miles, what do we have on this here podcast? So we are going to do, well, you're going to cover off uh, information about the Defender because yep. we did some of it in the previous podcast, but there's more information that's come out since. I didn't know pricing, things like that for that podcast. So Sam's going to do that. We're also going to then talk about three cars that if we could restore would be our picks. And there's a lot of things that are taken into consideration there. It's the tooling that you would need. It's whether you would really want that car, etc., etc. Uh I've got the note that I was completely wrong in big bold letters. Thank you for writing that, Sam. Well, I mean, you wrote that yourself. Yeah, I didn't want to forget it because I knew <laughs> if I forgot it in one <laughs> to podcast. To be fair, I had forgotten it until I saw your show notes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, then there was your question to me about being married, which I was just going to answer quickly because you said in a previous podcast, was it different? I said no. And then I started to realize that my name was going to be shared. Yeah. Of course, whereas it would be. And that was just slightly weird. To realize so I have that. a feeling that you've been beaten down since on your answer to that. No, maybe no, it maybe the, the missus, as she can now be called, oh, yeah. has heard you saying that it feels no different to be married to she her. She was also ecstatic about a working oven. So there we go. I yeah. can't say any better. I than imagine that. she was probably more ecstatic about getting married. Uh, she, I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. If, Where, if, whereas if, you were, you know, similar. She was. Was she? There, was, there was there was definitely equality between the two for you. Yeah, which I did take back on the podcast. To be fair, uh, but until I get control of editing, yes. At which point I'm going to go back re-edit all the podcasts, but and that, you'll be divorced within a week. <laughs> That was just a strange one for me, and I'm sure anyone out there, because I'm the only person I know who has my last name just because of some family stuff. So to see it, to see anyone else with that last name was a bit odd. And yeah. now, now she's having to go through this process, like I'm sure 
any women that listen to our podcast who've got married know you have to go and get a certificate you have to pay for the certificate then you have to send it off to everyone and you have to change it on one place and then another place and new driving license new passport, passport your new council cards, tax your car insurance your car v5 cards, debit credit all your all your banking stuff gym um, membership yeah see there's a few things to. there's a few things i've said to her uh, you know if they're on um if they're memberships for example i've said don't bother because they'll come to an end at some point yeah you then, can just do it then and like, for example the it's been quite funny the sat garage I've, i think i've said on the podcast previously that she has a sat leon they always text and email me because when it's when the car's gone in for servicing she's given my email and my phone number because she doesn't want them to call her as in you know when yeah, the car yeah, is yeah. serviced she doesn't want to be the one to pick up the phone call and then say oh hi there uh we've found your left phalange is broken exactly <laughs> like they had just a, just a classic one and i don't, I don't want to um, have a go at dealers for ripping people off but sometimes they do ask extortionate amount of money for simple things and one of them was the um i've completely blanked on what it's called sam but it's the connectoring the exhaust we did it outside it was like a metal short metal tube that connects two oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's basically a clamp it's yeah. and i think it's actually called an exhaust it's clamp. like a sleeve isn't it that's it exhaust sleeve so it's about six inches long and it's just made out of metal and you tighten it with one single nut and bolt on the edge of it mm-hmm. and the one that was on uh, because her particular vehicle has sort of a dress-up kit like cupra kit on it that has a different exhaust from the standard ones and when they connect this sort of say at sport exhaust i mean it doesn't sound particularly sporty but when they connect it all up they use a metal a bit odd for me because they just use a bare metal sleeve and over the course of five years it had rusted and so they called me and said oh yeah we need to replace this um this exhaust sleeve do you want to actually sam do you want to have a guess for fitting and supplying that part you saw it because we did it outside together yeah how much do you think it was say it wanted to do that Oh, this is main See, dealer. No, prices, the problem is that so. it gets it gets more pressure every time because my reputation's on the line. Oh yeah, a hundred and I'm trying to gauge off your. I know, your and I'm, I'm, I'm deliberately You're not properly looking my, at the wall. I'm not, I'm not changing my face. One hundred and seventy-three pounds and forty-six pence. Excellent. He's very wrong, viewers. That's ah, good. <laughs> or listeners, can't I should be more. Say. No, no, it was less. It was. I think it was, was 80, it un- oh, okay. eighty-seven pounds or something. And I said, "Oh, can you just?" clarify what it is because i thought maybe there's something more to it they said yeah is it, you know so and she the, the lady on the phone tried to explain it to me and she's specially designed graphite yeah, sleeve that slips over seamlessly over the exhaust bracket she, she didn't do a great job and i think it was because possibly either she would knew that from my reaction i wasn't going to justify my head 80 no, no she, she's she's heard your reaction and gone ah great another cheapo yeah I asked her, I genuinely just said to her, what's the cost of the part, just so I know, because it sounds like something I could do. And she... Oh, it's at least £76, Mr. Goodson. Well, this is the problem, and this is what... It's just a a top tip. If you are ever getting your vehicle serviced at a main dealer or any any garage, and they call you up and they say, look, there's something we've found, just assume they're being genuine, because most places, I I know there's definitely rip-off merchants out there, but a lot of them are being genuine and there is something that needs replacing. You usually buy cars from all the rip-off merchants. Yes, I do. So if you see me there, run. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, the difference is, is what they will charge you to fix that part. And if you ask, what's the price of the part? 
then the conversation opens up a little bit more to how much they're actually charging and whether it's reasonable or not. And she said to me, oh, it would take me a minute to check. I said, oh, I've got all the time in the world. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not paying for this. Yeah. And she came back and said, I spoke to parts, it's £27 for the part. I was like, so it's 60 ish pounds for the labor you know okay their labor rate is like 100 pounds plus vat an hour so it's 120 an hour so they're booking out half an hour's work and i thought no i've worked in a garage and if if what's what's being described to me is what needs doing if it takes a competent mechanic five minutes i'd be shocked but i know look this is how the business works people you know they probably start at a minimum of half an hour they do yeah, they're genuine and they couldn't, but some places can bill a quarter of an hour, but it's very rare. Most places start at billing half an hour and some places will only bill a full hour. Yeah. So, look, this is how that business works. It's more exposed to us all because unlike, I don't know, a, a cardboard box making company that's ripping off the supplier who then has to put their prices up to you when you buy something and it arrives in a box, it's, that, that's not very obvious that you've been... Yeah, you know, someone's had someone and you end up paying for it. Here, it's just more obvious. And so in this case, yeah, I, when she said £27, I was like, no, I'll, I'll buy the parts. And then I, I, I asked for the part number and I got there. Dealers don't. Dealers should always give you a part number if you ask for it. Sometimes they'll, they sometimes play a bit cat and mouse or we can't get it or, oh, we, you know, whatever it might be. But if they're a decent enough reptile dealer, they'll just give you the part number. And I went home and I did what they don't want you to do, which was just search the part number online. It was £12, I think I got it for. <laughs> from, from from a Volks, so it's Seat, which is in the Volkswagen brand. Uh, and that part number cross-references to a Volkswagen. You don't have to be really te- technically minded, by the way, to do this. You can just put that part number in eBay. And you'll find that reputable sellers have eBay stores. And I'm talking about, you know, some of the big parts places, you know. I don't want to name them because I'm sure someone's ripped someone off and if if i say one name they'll say oh no they're dodgy and you know yeah but for the majority of the cases they'll be big suppliers so and yeah 12 pounds and then we reversed the car onto a chock of wood outside and uh i think we were under there well for... i think that's a little unfair so oh, well, we've... specially made carpentry quality ramps i we... think would be the sam the proper very definition. kindly in he from his old job took uh, borrowed some wood yeah it's an, it's an indefinite the, the, loan yes and, and to be fair it was probably scrap wood but we i'm not sure it was <laughs> quite good quality wood actually and, and we put them together and it it creates it creates quite a nice long ramp it's effectively it's a three-step ramp so yeah. you sort of reverse up onto the first bit of wood and then there's another layer that you reverse up onto the next step and then you reverse onto the top step but the top step's got little ridges at each end so this you is can what, sort of drop the tyres into, can't you? Which to me was really important because when I worked in the most trade, there was always, you get the metal ones, which some people may know, some other people, if you just look up um, car ramps online, you'll see these little metal things and they, they're just sort of like a ridge that you go up and it lifts the car about a foot off the ground, I'd say. Yeah. And I wanted to replicate it with wood because A, Sam could get the wood for free, B, he was supplying the screws for free. And C, A was the only thing that mattered. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't want to pay for them. But but mainly, when I'd worked in the trade, we used to have these metal ramps, and they don't have any any lip at the front. They have a lip at the back, so that you can't... Well, so it's difficult to reverse off the back of them. Yeah. Because, of course, then you would smash the underside of the car with a ramp. So they do have a lip there, but there's no lip at the front. So if anything happened and the car could roll forwards... 
can just roll. Now that's not such a big problem if you're working underneath and you're sort of at the very edge of the back, the car would roll away from you before it lowered down. But for safety, I was yeah. like, well, if we just put a couple of strips of wood either side, now it can't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, they're quite well designed, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it's done done great. We've worked, we've worked on many cars, yeah, we have. to be fair. Um, <laughs> Mainly yes. all of the rust buckets that you've bought. Yeah, I can't actually think that your cars... Have, oh, your car... Was your no, car we didn't the, do it. We didn't need to go on it for, for the, brakes. the brakes. No, we didn't. That went well, though, didn't it? That that that's a whole story. That is. Yeah, we should. That that'd be if we're running out of stuff. Maybe in a couple of months' time for the podcast. No, we, I want an episode just on yeah, the design were, of a brake caliper. Well, I think we could <laughs> we could we could do a segment in an upcoming podcast. We, we should. We we'll tease it now, which is the yeah. the Astra brake fiasco. Because yes. I think just to describe what happened will take twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, Easily. probably. Easily, and how long it took, and then the of... absolute catastrophe after we'd finished. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> including the scariest drive that anyone's ever yeah. done. And and one down that, a road at one, p.m. One that I'll put my hands up to and say I made a complete rookie error after we had finished this job. Yeah, we'd done so well, but we, I, th- I think between us we made the mistake. You gave yeah. the command. I was tired after work, so we we're doing it after work, and yep. sort of just did it without thinking. Neither of us thinking to check the thing that we should have checked before and I did the thing. Made a real rookie error, which caused a, a giant problem. Yeah, but we'll, but we'll, we'll, come on we'll to definitely it. come into that another time. Um, but so anyway, to do this uh, sleeve, this little bit of metal, it took uh, a minute to get it off. You know, just a, a spanner. It wasn't a spanner. It was a, um... Oh, it really was. It didn't take us long at all, did it? No, well, half of it had rusted away. So it really <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> didn't take much effort to get it off. And then I put a bit of exhaust sealant so it cost me an extra three pounds to buy some exhaust paste if you're ever doing anything with an exhaust system replacing it um, replacing one part of it putting an aftermarket one on it is worth its weight in gold to buy some exhaust paste for six seven pounds whatever when i used to sell car parts and someone would buy an exhaust system we were we almost put it in there just it's like you know when you go to restaurants sometimes they just charge a tip within the bill yeah it was kind of like that i just assumed it was in there and you'd have people say what's this exhaust paste i don't need it i'm just connecting the exhaust up and you would try and explain to them no no you really do need this because if you buy this system for 400 pounds or for 200 pounds or whatever you buy then you bolt it all together and it hasn't got any exhaust paste sealing each end to it okay if you've got a crush gasket and i know it's getting a bit technical but if you've got a crush gasket maybe not so bad but even so for the cost of six or seven pounds to be able to guarantee that you've got some exhaust paste on all the connections so that they're because the exhaust paste what it'll do is as the exhaust is used it heats up and it's like cement then so it seals up any chance of you having an air leak or exhaust leak yeah so it really is worth worth doing but yeah all in put some exhaust paste on it slipped it over one side slipped it over the other did up the two bolts i think we were down there for seven minutes yeah, well, that stuff's kind of like um, that flow pass, flow plast stuff that you get for doing plumbing. Yeah, when exactly you're putting like the pipes that. together, if you're doing yeah. like a, if you were, I mean, if you replace like a P trap at home in your sink, you'll know. You put it on the Sam, pipe. Sounds very you... specific because he's done this recently. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's very specific. Well, to I just one know it's something that a lot of people will do at home, where yeah. you replace like a P trap and to connect the pipes back up, you put that little sort of cement on the inside of the pipe when you connect it to the um, like. Well, in fact, it's exactly the same. You've got the waste pipe from your trap and the waste pipe that goes in the wall. They're the same size. So you have a sleeve that fits over the top. You put the cement stuff on the inside. You put the pipe together and it all seals it up. Yeah. It's effectively exactly the same, but 
this one's obviously your one's obviously got like a heat resistant element to it. Yeah, it's designed for exhaust. Yes, yeah. rather than whereas this one's more along the don't let any water yeah all the certain stuff out. Well, one's one's airtight, one's watertight. Yeah, so I imagine there be, must be, be there's probably similar, some sort but... of moisture control because you do get moisture in the exhaust. Yeah, I think there'll be. I mean, look, it's just going to be different. Um, no, no, materials. we'll sit and debate it for yeah. two minutes. <laughs> but the the key point of that all was that sometimes I can't even remember what started you on this conversation. Oh, it was it was my partner's name changing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that for Sayat, for example, I said to her, "Don't bother calling Sayat because you'll call them off of your phone." Yeah. And they'll see that that's not the number that they've got provided. So they'll ask you to change it. And when you say, no, no, can you leave the current number but change my name? Someone will confuse something somewhere. The fact they keep sending me, you know, oh, hi, Miss Barbara. <laughs> and I, to the point, I had one of them call me up to tell me about a special sale event. Oh, hi, is that uh, Mr. And then gave me my partner's last name <laughs> Brilliant. before we were married, obviously. So it wasn't mine. And I was like, no, it's not. But I, I think I know what you're, you know, I know what's happened. I know what's happening. Yeah, um, you know what is it sort of thing. She's, oh well, it's the Sayat dealer, and we're having a special sale event, and you, because you're one of our preferred customers or whatever it was, and I was like, well, fine. I, I, I look. I've got no problem with all the different sales stuff because I've worked in it, and it it can be very difficult to attract customers. So you say what you need to say to get them through the but door. But you know, you're not a preferred customer. Well, I bought I'm, one. I'm still a Vindis van preferred yes, vip exactly. customer yeah. i took my van there once to be repaired because it was under warranty yeah. so if you've ever been there you're part of the gold list you know <laughs> yeah but it, i mean we bought one car from there and it was a used vehicle at the time it was, what was it? i think it was a year and a half or two years old or something when we bought it so we, we obviously come up then because every everyone who clicks over three years will then be sort of on a list of these are our current customers we can hold their information because they service with us yeah if you don't service with them, there's a. Uh, if you're in the UK and Europe, uh, we'll have the same. So the EU, the UK, a couple of other countries have this sort of GDPR, which they don't have in the US. Not sure about Australia. Um, I don't imagine they have anything like that in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I, I Just some bloke with a bit of paper with some numbers yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I remember my first job in Australia was I, I got a list of people to call. Like I just got I had a job. So I got, well, I got the bar job and I thought, well, I'll get a second job in the daytime. Yeah. And it was a list of people that I needed to call up for this company that was selling basically Microsoft products and just tell them, oh, you've bought the product, but you're not using it to convince them to use it because they don't use it. They won't buy any more. Right. And my first phone call, I realized this was not the job for me. You know, I'd left the UK and an office and rain and everything else to go and live an enjoyable life. And now you were just doing the same thing, getting the sunshine. First bloke, I caught very lovely farmer. And I said to him, hi. accents here, Miles. Okay. Can I get my Aussie accent going? It needs a bit of revving up sometimes. Um, But I said, you know, I, you know, uh, you've you've got this. I'm calling from here, blah, blah. He's like, all right. Uh. No, I'm not going to be able to do it. Ah, so. boo. Oh, I need to... Uh, it's not difficult to do, mate. Yeah, but if you... The problem is you can do an Australian accent where you just go on and sort of talk like you're drunk. Yeah. But then you... That's fine. That's, that's what people expect. No, but that's that's not what most Australians sound like. It's no, much lighter. No, but to us over here, it does. When I came back and I was able... You to still just, do. You still got things that you'll say. Yeah, I think some, pe- some people say that. There's certain words. And, uh, and it, I suppose sometimes it confuses my natural accent because i'll say one word and it sounds like from an area of this country yeah because it's sort of 
half of one accent, half of another. But um, and I was just trying to convince him for twenty minutes to use Microsoft Word. And I was speaking to someone like you, Sam. You know, someone who's like works manually, has no interest in a computer. He's probably got Windows ninety five. Yeah, classic operating system. And I was just like, listen, uh, you know, you can use this for this system and that system, and it's going to just make your life a lot easier. And he was like, all right, okay, yeah, blah blah blah. And after 20 minutes, I realized that he was in the middle of Australia, probably spoke to, speaks to no one, Yeah, had absolutely no intention of doing this. But was happy to have a chat with you. Just happy to have a chat. And, and after a while, I thought, you know what, I, I didn't feel for him because, of course, that's unfair. You know, he, he's quite happy. He's chosen this life. But I thought I'd just have a chat with him. And we started. <laughs> and, and I, realized, I was on the phone for 40. This is my first phone call. 45 minutes I was on the phone. And I knew everything about his farm. Uh, how last year's yield went for cattle. Or, I don't know if it's yield when it's animals or if it's just... Anyway, but I knew how well the farm was doing by the end of the call. And he was desperately trying to get some Brits to come out there because if you did your farm work in Australia... So if you... I think this is the same... Uh, so I'll, I'll rattle off a couple of the countries. The UK, Canada, New Zealand have a separate agreement that gives them longer than those two. But um, South... Af oh, I think South Africa's has been pulled, actually. I don't think they have it anymore. The US, I think, have a similar deal where you can go there, and if you do farm work for three months, you get an extension of the working holiday visa. So, for example, for Brits, you go over there for one year. I think if you're Republic of Ireland, you can get two years, but um, that's what you land on. And if you want to extend, you can go and do three months working at a proper... You know, it has to, has to be a proper farm, but a friend of mine did it and she was a babysitter essentially you know it was right. a farm working farm and the government sort of the aussie government accept that because they're like well that means that you know sheila and davo can actually go and do all their work all day long rather than having to constantly come back and you know take care of the kids to have a, an au pair if you like they don't get paid for it you get bored you can get paid a little bit of money, I think, but I don't know the ins and outs. But essentially, you do it for three months, you get a year's extension on your visa. Right. So you can have two years instead of one. And he was just saying, oh, he had some great Brits and he had an Irish girl there at the minute, but, you know, she was about to leave and, oh, how he was thinking he's trying to get someone. And I was thinking, hmm, I could go and do my farm work. And then, and then I thought, do you know what? He is quite literally, and this is something that, unless you're in the US or Canada, I'm trying to think of other countries or Russia, or in, well, if you're in Russia, you're probably not listening to this, but uh, I'm not sure any of our motoring enthusiasts are currently listening anymore. You've been talking <laughs> about nothing to do with motoring oh, for God, about I haven't, 10 have I? minutes. But the, the, point, the only point I was going to make is that uh, in most European countries and smaller countries, the idea of someone being 2,000 miles away is a long way away. Yeah. In Australia, the idea that he was 2,000 miles away from where I was, he wasn't that far. I yeah. put that in. <laughs> yeah. He was in the same country. So, yeah. Um, did I get off topic there, Sam? Yeah. Shall I move on to the Defender? Sorry, yeah. Let's do some <laughs> car stuff. Go on. <laughs> so, yeah. Miles' other half is happy that she's the using his name and the oven is fixed. Yeah. Miles finds it a little bit weird now that someone he's realised someone else is using his surname. That conversation happy, happy was about started happy about, about 18 minutes ago. <laughs> right. I would say I'm very happy about it. It was just the when, you know, when the first few things started to come through, I was like, oh, wow, it's just weird seeing my name. Uh, my last name attached to anyone but me. Yeah. That's all. 
And that reminds right, me of good. the time that you were in Australia. And yes, <laughs> good. Let's move on to cars, Sam. Right, you've got some right. news on the Land Rover Defender. I do. The, the Defender one... 130. Right, okay. This is the so eight-seat one. I'll read out some uh, some statistics. Do I need to apologise at the start of this? Or oh, are you going to make me do it at the end? I was going to do a big build-up to that. No, you see, knew I was. I, know, I knew you were. I still will. I'm going to read <laughs> some statistics. Right, so we've got the, some, some proper information right now, which has just been released, I believe. Yes. In the last day. Well, not when you guys listen to it, but <clears throat> anyway. So it's 34 centimetres or just a little bit longer than the ruler you had when you were at school. Longer than the 110. Yeah, what is it? 13 inches? 34 centimetres? Well, uh, just ever so slightly longer inches. than the ruler that you had in your pencil case yeah. when you were at school. You had a 30 centimetre ruler or a 12 well, who didn't? ruler. Well, I wonder because some plate you could have the 15 centimetre rulers. Oh, yeah, but they were people that couldn't afford a 30 centimetre. Oh, ruler. Sam's throwing <laughs> budgets at people here. Well, that's half of our listeners just turned <laughs> off. Um, we'll come to interior last, so we'll start with the engines. I bet we will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be three different engines offered on release. So we've got the P300 and the P400, which are both three litre petrols, I yep. believe. Turbocharged. Yep. yep. So the P300 is churning out 296 horsepower. The P400 is giving off 395 horsepower. And that's 7.5 and 6.3, respectively, seconds to 60. Just to add in, Sam, both of them and the other one that you're about to come on to, all of them are mild hybrids. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. That is in my notes. It's all good. I don't need to say that bit now. Um, Then the other one they offer, which is the diesel, is the D300, which I know you want to talk a little bit about, Miles, because that is the same horsepower as the P300, but you're getting an extra 200 foot-pounds of torque. It's, it's just shy of 200 foot-pounds of torque, yeah. And a significantly higher MPG. Yeah, so what's the MPG on that diesel one, Sam? Uh, I didn't write that down. Oh, well, I, I did. Yeah, I know you did. You're just trying to make me look stupid because know. you know I'm coming on to Sorry, something Sam, in a minute. Sorry, you know what? I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, to be fair, you did tell I, me that and I didn't write it down. I wrote it in the article that I wrote about it and it was about, I think it was about 34, uh, let's say 34.5. Miles per gallon. Just quickly before you go on to the miles per gallon, mm. just between the D three hundred and the P three hundred, the P P three hundred, sorry, is seven point five seconds to sixty. Mm. The D three hundred seven point one. So it's, it's more economical though. and faster to sixty. Uh, Which I know everyone that buys a Defender is worried about their naught to sixty time. Yes, I, I suppose the, the well we'll come on to it, but the P three hundred. Well, we can just say it's, it's the cheapest one. Yes. So yeah. Well, I can give you the price now if you want. Uh, no, no, because I just wanted to go into that thing about. Uh, you're going to go on the MPG. Yeah, the, okay. Just the thing on the diesel is, you're doing th- you get 34. Let's say, let's say 35, just to make it easy. The petrols, even the more economical P300, sort of the lower horsepower one, is more about the mid 20s. I think on the, this is on the real world testing, not the old testing where you know it was based on put it on a. Uh, rolling road and with ideal conditions with yeah with absolute <laughs> perfect condition and then someone goes to the dealership and says i can't do that i've tried really hard i've, I've turned the engine off going down the motorway and i still can't do it oh, so you're not levitating your car no, exactly yeah <laughs> in a uh, wind so, tunnel so this is the the real the wltp figures but you get mid 20s from the petrol then as i say they're mild hybrids these which uh, if you're not sure mild hybrid is the one where it has like a big sort of booster pack Essentially, some of them are attached to the crankshaft. Some of them are just sort of taking stress off the engine by running all the electrics. But that you're charging a uh, either a small battery or a big alternator or something along the lines of. But you've got nothing driving 
the wheels. Let's say some mild hybrids, I think BMW have this where, I think Mercedes as well, and I might be being unfair to Land Rover because they might do it as well, but they can add a few horsepower by sort of turning the crank faster because obviously the alternator, all the start, they can mm -hmm. be basically a starter motor setup. Some of them are alternator setup, etc., etc. But it can't, you, you'll never be able to drive silently, for example, with a, with a mild hybrid. It's not like a Prius, for example. That's a proper full hybrid. Yeah. So just, just to differentiate there. Um, and well, yeah, I'm sure you'll take this bit up, Sam. But yeah, the, the diesel looked interesting because you get a lot more torque, which I would have thought if you're buying a Defender and especially if you're buying the biggest one, becomes quite important to you. Yeah. Well, interestingly, on your MPG, Hmm. So, um, in my car, I've got the the what can generously be called the onboard computer system in the yeah. Astra. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's got a lot of stats that I've had running since I got the car, which, albeit it's only been six or seven months or so. Uh, ladies but, and gentlemen, Sam loves to reset the trip on his car when he gets one, and then he will be absolutely furious if anyone ever alters it. Right. I learned so that lesson when, once. When I had my old Astra, <laughs> I had reset because it had two trip computers. Yes, it does. It has, yeah. You can send, And you I can had set reset yeah. one of them, which had the average miles per gallon. Yeah. And I'd had it since I owned the car because yeah. I thought, when I sell this, well, right, I didn't end up selling it, but when I sell <laughs> what, this... What, what happened to that vehicle? I wrote it off. Yeah. But <laughs> when I sell this car, <laughs> I can say to the person, look, I have this... I've had this since x amount i've driven it for this amount this is the mpg this car will do i filled up my car one day leaving you in it and mr oh i'm so funny decided to reset my trip computer i did feel i bad. had done about thirty thousand miles yeah. in that car at that after point. you told me that i felt bad about it your face didn't feel bad no your face was distinctly laughing well because you were irate about that and then you found out that, that you changed on my radio station, and, and, and that's when you really <laughs> did hit the roof. I found it funny that the radio stations, one of them was it tuned. was like a proper trigger point. It was yes. like the hair that broke the camel's back. One of them was tuned into somewhere we don't live, and that you went to like twice a year. And I was like, why do you need the yeah local... Jack FM? It's really difficult to find <laughs> when you get down to Southampton. <laughs> I was just like, mate, you, you don't live, you just find it when you get there. Ah, oh, it went on and on and on. Anyway, we had a lovely day out there. I did feel a bit cruel after it. It was meant to be a funny joke, and I knew there was two trips inside the Astra, but evidently I picked the, the wrong, wrong one. I, I picked the one I thought was not the one that you'd had since the so start. There's so there's a life lesson for you. Don't leave your friends alone in your car. But anyway, so I've had that running since I got this Astra. It's only been six or seven months. I should go downstairs and reset it in a minute. That was fine. I don't really care about it. Yeah, yeah. But the average MPG I'm doing in that, on a 10-year-old car that's a petrol, is 35 miles to the gallon. I just think it's good that something that's at least double the size in the Defender, I was going to say that, yeah. at Maybe at least over double. It's, I think it's double just as good, petrol-wise, oh, uh, diesel-wise, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's about 160%, if we're looking at it weight-wise. Yeah, but it's good, though. I mean, it's quite good economy from the Defender, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. I mean, again, this is the advantage of having some of the modern technology, like a mild hybrid. You're just taking some of the stress off the engine. Diesel technology, we know, is still ever advancing, uh, especially because, and we'll, I'm going to get into this in another podcast, but it's appearing that even the best, you know, most globally minded green sort of, um, I don't know, I don't want to call them green pushers, but, you know, people that are really into saving the environment and fair enough to them, 
even Gretas. they, we can call them Gretas. Yeah, even they now are coming out and starting to make a stronger argument for hybrids and further development of the internal combustion. And I'm talking more at the sort of scientific study level. There was a TEDx talk that I watched on this, and the guy in that actually said that electric cars are not, you know, they're great as a marketing tool and they're great at shifting the problem from the car manufacturer to the energy company. But we have to look at uh, the global thing as a global thing. And you're just not going to get battery electric vehicles into many countries because of infrastructure. And even if you did, a lot of them still provide their power from, you know, ways that are not clean. And so actually taking the most, the really stressful parts off an engine, i.e. stop starting, yeah, is and then you start to understand why Toyota is there racking their brains. They're like, look, we've got a good answer to, you know, stretching out fuel economy and to stretch out. And if you, the other thing to do is to compare, you know, the CO2 to make an electric car, how long it then takes to make it back. And when you've got Volvo saying it will take about 70,000 miles to make it back, and that's if you're using, you know, not the cleanest electricity, but you're basing it in Western countries. Yeah. And you're basing it on the battery always working and all this sort of stuff. So just a point to be made that um, hybrids are sort of taking up this. And, mm-hmm. and that's why we're starting to see better and better fuel economy. And I think there will be a plug-in hybrid coming to the Defender. And that's what this uh, TEDx talk I watched was that the science is sort of saying, if you can carry a small battery, for example, to take up those, uh, the work, you know, the, the, the most energy intense points of driving. Yeah. And then have the engine take over when it's cruising at 60, 70. Because do you remember, Sam, we've had this uh, example being the electric van we drove. Yeah. It had one fuel, uh, sorry, not fuel, it had one range figure for town. Yeah. And then a range figure for motorway. And the motorway was much lower because electric really struggles to do sort of a, a constant 70 to 80 mile an hour drive. Yeah, whereas a petrol or diesel, that's where they sort so of thrive on the economy. Around. Yeah. And so actually, you know, you've got the most efficient uh, time for electric is to be around the city. And it's exactly where we want them to be because that's where people are breathing the pollution. Yeah. But then once you're out and you're onto the open road, it, it turns around and actually it's more efficient to be, if you can burn a cleaner and cleaner fuel, which is what we hope in time would happen, and why I think I said in the previous podcast, why don't they just make, you know, e-diesel or at least mix in, you know, cleaner and cleaner mm-hmm. diesel. But anyway, it was just a side point just to say that's probably some of the innovation that's coming through. And we know the Defender will get a plug-in hybrid in and the a future. V8. And a V8. But at the minute, we're just talking about the the ones that launch. Yeah. There's what, uh, you've got pricing, Sam? I do. Yeah, so starting... At seventy-eight thousand three hundred and ninety-five of your finest British pounds, and what will that get? That will get you a P three hundred. That will get you a P three hundred. Okay. Would you like to guess? Well, actually, I know you know how much it is, so we won't even pretend we're playing the game. No. For a P four hundred X, which is your top of the range, all singing, all dancing. Yeah, they do. I'm the best. I'm the best one we've got going. That's scenario. it. Because they do like an SE, a dynamic. Uh, like I think it's a dynamic X or an SE dynamic or something like that, and then you get. Yeah, the X. There is going to be also, I think, at launch, a model called a first edition. That's not a permanent model, so we're not going to talk about that because that's a bit. That's a lot. Well, it's more money. Yeah, but we. It, it's not a permanent model, so we're just going to talk about the four sort of trims that are permanent. So you're talking about the highest spec X. Yeah, with a P400. Yeah, yeah, okay. So for that, 
you will need not only your finest British pounds, okay, but your not so finest British pounds. Well, you need all of them. Your scummy British pounds, <laughs> yeah, and all of the ones you can steal from your friends, family, the back of the sofa, the dog, the hamster, anything you've thrown away be, in the last ten years. That'd be straight around your house, then. Yeah. Right? Well, you won't get many, <laughs> and that will be all of those combined together. Hopefully, will add up to one hundred and one hundred thousand six hundred and forty-five of said British collection of pounds. Oh, that's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot of money when you are talking. I know it's only just into it, but it's six figures. Yeah, but if you think about it, for three figures, you are getting a large car. Six figures. It's got yeah, three. If you get it for three, three figures, figures <laughs> run to the yeah. run there now. Sorry, for six. <laughs> I'll apologise. For six <laughs> figures, you are getting a very large, reasonably economical car with three seats in the front. No. Three seats in the back no. and two seats at the very no. back. That's what was told to us on two podcasts. Are you telling me that's not right? That was incorrect information. Oh. Uh, basically. Well, that's odd. Yes. Because I, you are the font of all knowledge. So previously uh, in the 90 and in the 110, there was an uh, option to have three seats in the front. Or at least you could fold down this sort of fold up, I should say, this middle armrest area and reveal a seat. That. I thought meant that this would be a three plus three and then two in the back. And that's what I said in the previous podcast. Well, you know what they say about assuming things, Miles. Yes. And I was wrong. Okay. We should take a moment of silence. If we could <laughs> clip that. Yeah. And if you could send me that clip of just you saying, I was wrong. And then I can make a new intro for the show. <laughs> for only the third time in my life. <laughs> for the third time in your life documented on this podcast. Yes. Which has been going well, for I've been wrong here. this year. Yeah, I've only been wrong here. On your favourite topic. So it's going to be a two in the front, three in the middle, three in the back. I can only assume that you got this wrong because usually you spend your life sitting in the back of your car and driving it backwards. The so way you assumed that the three seats in the back were actually the three seats in the front. Most of the rubbish that I buy is a cut and shut. And the back is all what like in the, the front. um like when Top Gear made those limos. Yeah, that's most. <laughs> and James of the, May made the one that was two fronts. That's most of the utter <laughs> tripe that I go and uh, dig out and find on eBay. So yeah, but yeah, that's your uh, your weekly news segment, if you like. And okay, some, that, some defender defend- news. There are going to be a couple of options you can have with it, including I thought this I thought this was quite interesting. You're going to be able to option heated rear seats, as in that third row. Oh, cool. Um, uh, optional. Yeah, but yeah. And if you want that, there's four. So I, get, I said there's four trims. There's also going to be some packs. There's like the urban pack, the country pack. So this is like the stuff where you get the boxes on the side yeah, of the car. So the, those and, are again like that. optional again. So you've said uh, just creeped into a hundred thousand. I would have thought if you wanted everything, like, as it including these optional exterior packs, which we didn't include in pricing because it's not like it's not a. Well, it's not a trim level, is it? Really? Like, yeah, it's sort of something you'd add on depending on what you want. Um, then it's going to keep going up. Yeah. When's the V8? Is it? I I do sort of wonder how much a fully loaded when the V8 almost definitely comes. What do you reckon? 120, 130? Yeah, I'd have thought so. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, Nothing when when a Range Rover anyway, because it's got to be less than a Range Rover, but not you know. But it can't be too much less because it's so highly spec as a car. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um. Let's, yeah, let's go into the sort of the, the main section then of this podcast, which is Sam. Oh, I say the main section; it's probably going to be short now compared to my well, to take compared to your Australia time. rant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know all about um, old Davo, as you called him, and uh, what was her name? Sheila. Was Sheila. it Sheila? Yeah, of Sheila. course it was. Yeah, and their outback farm and the, all their cows and cactuses and 
spiders that they were rearing <laughs> in their yield of cows. I'll have to um, pick my Aussie accent up and we can do a podcast. No, you really Aussie. should. Yeah. So we... I could do my Scottish one. There we go. If you could do more than one word, that'd be amazing. Oh, what I can do, I'm just not going to embarrass myself now. So I'm no, not ready. Fair enough. That will confuse everyone. They'll think two two new people on the podcast. <laughs> I could do the intro as Lorraine from. Do you remember? You know Lorraine from daytime TV. Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. She's always like, "Hello." Yeah, she was. Yeah. That's <laughs> anyway, right. So we've picked three cars from history. Can be any time. Yeah, as long as they're not new. But you have the ability to return them to. I'm guessing for, we're, what we're, the caveat for this we're saying is you've got the money and the availability of parts are readily sourceable that you can return these to like new. Because well, otherwise say, we just pick three cars at random that we, we're, we're going to fix up. Yeah. The only, well, what I'd say is uh, the parts not necessarily. So what we took into account was to build, rebuild these cars like new. Yeah. The, the, the things that could hold you up would be if you needed specific tooling. Yeah, yeah. And again, like if for example you picked a very obscure 1920s car, that parts would be nearly impossible to get. So there is an aspect of the you could you know you weren't we weren't going to pick things that were really difficult to get parts for. Well, so you might not have. No, I wasn't aware of this stipulation. <laughs> so it's the I've gone for three cars that I like. Three pre-war cars. <laughs> <laughs> no, that are interesting. That I think would be good to have. I was sort of running off the the assumption that we were able and financially able to return them to financially like yeah. new showroom so financial we'd, we'd put the financials to one side okay these are if we had the you know if if the opportunity came up and there was three cars and we said you know we we could build them up let's say for example the Mars driven got to the point where the YouTube channel could support uh, us picking cars and saying actually we want right, to restore okay. three. I've done this ever so slightly differently. Okay. Well, but I've just basically three got cars. three cars that if I had the ability to return them to showroom condition, yep. I would. Okay. Yeah, so well, ever fine. so slightly different. And then pretty much enjoy the same, them. But yeah. Because yeah. that's the whole I the, definitely enjoy them. The, the big thing is that after. I've the... not gone sensible. Right. If I'm honest. Okay. I've got one car that I could probably use as a daily driver. I get a feeling <laughs> our lists may be very, very different. I think they might be. But my cars are interesting yes your cars will just be i found this that i would like to buy on ebay yeah in okay. one of my many wormhole evenings <laughs> where i started off with a budget of a freddo and i end up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i end up, up buying a nasa, a nasa spacecraft so i picked uh one well, hang on no no i'm not going to give the names but i'm just going okay. to give some eras so we and then you can give some eras and then we'll sort of do one at a my time, eras are very funny okay so i've picked one car that would be considered uh i, I suppose a classic it would it pretty much would only be considered a classic and then two cars that would be considered modern classics okay so oh. modern classic just so people know that's sort of mid-ish 90s to na- uh, to say 2010s and then classics we'd say sort of 30 years and older um, okay cool but, but you know depending on what they are i've got no classics cars. excellent all of my cars <laughs> They were they're ever so slightly. I'll I'll run it there. But all of my cars were available in production between 1998 and 2002. Two of them really ran, that four year two, period. Two okay, of them, yeah. Two of them ran, and I'm not exaggerating. From 96 to 03, identically, and one of them ran from 98 to 02. Wow. Okay. So well, I've got a very specific area. 
that if, I'm interested in. If you ever wanted to know uh, what era of cars Sam really likes the most, uh, I think this may be the giveaway. Yeah, it's a winner. Yeah. Right, who's guessing first then? Because obviously, as you guys will know if you've listened to our podcast, and if you haven't, please go back to episode three and start again. You know, episode one and two. <laughs> no, we're not going back to those. If you okay. haven't, what are you doing? Why are you starting on episode 46? Yeah. I, I like, what are you doing with your life? Just all this. I did desperately try and find where Sam said, oh, no, why would they go back to the very start? But we have done But actually, alas, I didn't say it, so we, it's not happening. did, but uh, we've gone, I think, we're approaching 100 hours worth of podcasting so it is not that easy to so i've a spent over comment. 100 hours in this room with you wait think of it this way we've known each other over two decades think of all the hours wasted of talking to each other yeah this feel, knowing each this, other this feels like more <laughs> <laughs> right do you want to guess first or do you want me to guess first yeah so let's do one car at a time I, th- I think i can guess one of yours straight away without even looking at your piece of paper okay. i haven't seen it Okay, well, let's do one. Let's do guesses, and then we'll reveal one, give our reasons for it, and then we'll move on to the second one, etc. Okay. Et okay, who's going first? Yeah, you can go first if you think if you're sure. That... Original Range Rover. Did you look at my list? I have not looked at your list, <laughs> but it's so obvious. Okay, so I put either because I I couldn't, but having driven both of them, I couldn't split them. So you're saying I'm right? But I think it, when push comes to shove, I probably would have gone with this. So. It was either the original Range Rover. In We're going to keep score on this, by the way. So that's yeah. one nil because I'm definitely winning this because you yeah, won't get any of them. I'm sure I won't. Um, uh, you might get one. The, the later uh, versions of the original Range Rover, and it was between that and a Mark II Jaguar with the 3.8 liter uh, engine. Because because having driven, uh, I drove a 3.4 of that Mark II Jaguar that was in nearly i would say restored state but not like new and the smile again i know i I talk about classic cars sometimes on this podcast and uh sam has to go onto his phone and think of something to do for half an hour no no i'm looking because i I saw he's only saying that because i just got my phone out yeah but i'm actually looking up because i saw a very old car that i just thought at the end of the podcast we can play a game of what did i see okay uh but that particular vehicle just it drove. I don't. I got behind the wheel, drove that vehicle, and it it did feel. You know, if you get into a big luxury vehicle, sometimes today they can feel a little bit like just the big version of the smaller car. Like an Audi A8 is in, very impressive. It's got a lot of technology. It makes you so you drive along and you think, oh, this is a really nice vehicle to be in. Then you think, well, okay, how much better is it than the A4? You kind of think it is sort of like a grown-up version of the A4. When I got into that Mark II Jaguar, and you drive it, and you just think, "Sorry, when did I get elected to be the prime minister?" You know, it, yeah. it, it really it takes you somewhere that some vehicles are just not able to do. And I would say Mercedes S classes have this same effect, but they're a bit patchy. Some of them do, some of them don't. Some of them you get in now, especially some of the older ones like the, the sort of 2000s ones, kind of just feel a bit old now. They mm-hmm. don't have something special about them. Some of the ones that are even older do still feel special. But the point being that that felt very special to me, that Mark II Jaguar. And it it had a character to it where, where it had a wood dash and things like that. You looked at it and you thought, a bloke made that. Yeah. You know, he, he actually, with his hands, he had to go to, you know, given the measurements and tell, right, you need to make that. Because we haven't got the tooling to replicate, you know, 10,000 wood panels for this particular part. So 
you know, we need to get the wood and treat it and grain, whatever else. And I just thought, it, I, I suppose it feels special because of that. And we've lost hand-built cars unless you are spending incredible amounts of money. And so actually to be in something now that is hand-built, it does just give you a special feeling. So I was between that and the Range Rover, but I think ultimately, Sam, you're right, that the Range Rover would, because my other two vehicles are not, um, well, they, they're more, they're sportier vehicles. So having an original Range Rover, especially one that was restored, I think would give me a lot of that special feeling on the road anyway. So, and I'd probably want to put maybe a different engine in it, like a big V8, but a newer one. But anyway, anyway. Very good. Well done. Oh, I said we were going to do that afterwards, after the guessing. Oh, sorry. No, no, we'll do it as we go. Okay. Uh, Sam's just sniffing on there. Sorry. To, he's just trying to give me a challenge for editing to see if I can get out his sniffs. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you should, actually, because you weren't doing anything when I was. So. No, but again, it is very difficult to find all these bits. Well, you know, out. people know we're human. Do they? They don't expect it me to sit here with, like, a runny nose and um, not sniff at that's all. That's not the feedback I get. They got, yeah. That robot that you do this podcast <laughs> with. <laughs> So, I guess for you... So I can give you the years again if you want, because that might actually help you with one of them. Okay, it's the only on. one you will guess. 96 to 03. 96 to 03. 03. See? That doesn't help me. Um, okay. I'm going to guess the Toyota Supra. Ah, oh, no. No, I know you really like those cars. Um, it's a swing and a miss. That ball is sailed right 90... over the crossbar there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> 96 to 03. Yeah. Oh, is it in the Nissan R34 GTR? Do you know what? It is one of them, but that is not the years that that was produced. No, it's not. And it's also not... That is one of them, though. Because that was built until 2002? So that was 98 to 02. Until 2003. Okay. That well, was the only one that had a different make period than the other two. Brilliant. Okay. Well, so I'll yeah, one, one of them yeah. is a Nissan Skyline R34 GTR. That's a because good pick. I am just going off the, I had the ability to return it to showroom condition. Yes. So, I mean, you'll be able to give more stats than I will if you want to wax lyrical about stats and stuff. But, I think. The key, I mean, who wouldn't want to own it? Yeah, and I think the key point here is where I picked, for my first one, I picked a classic because I thought if we're working on them our, ourselves, yeah, I know that there aren't, that there, there might be a few odd special tools, but most of this stuff we could do the work. You know, as in, you and I in the garage. Yeah, well, I tried to pick stuff that I know people and I think can that, tune themselves. And if you can tune, say, if it's widely tuned by people, yeah, well, not a now because they're like 150 grand now. But Some of them are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they are tunable by people. Well, also, the big thing is that that's probably the last. That's the final point in this sort of, you know, Japanese really high-powered vehicles where you probably could still just work on it with i'm going to say basic tools but you know fairly basic mechanical tools yeah if you or fairly basic the, car mechanical tools yeah and have reasonable like you know knowledge but not need to be a specialist yeah in a you don't have to have an, an encyclopedic haynes manual brain <laughs> yeah because i'm just thinking if you were trying to work on the three point 3.6 or 3.8 yeah. sam in the gtr i think in the r35 I think, the oh, okay, I'm not sure. I think it's a 3.6 because they can bore it out to a 3.8 for tuning. Right. I think I'm right in saying that. But that, you know, that's built in a hermetically sealed lab. Yeah, you're not working on that in your garage, are you? <laughs> I mean, you, you, <laughs> well, you can. You can, but you would probably say, look, there's some very good, well-respected tuners. And if I want to restore this to perfect, you know, do I just pay them to do it? 
whereas the R34, I kind of feel that, yeah, you see YouTubers rebuilding them. So yeah, um, I think that's a good, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Well, plus you, you know, you'd come out every day, see that on your driveway in whatever color. I saw a really nice emeraldy type color one that's a bit like oh, sort yeah. of a khaki color, but it was a special edition. Yeah, if you come out and see something like that on your drive every day, you are thinking, oh yeah. And not just that, Life not just good. you. I think well, everyone just yeah. I remember there was a story I read years ago, and it was someone. Had, Sorry, guys, I've set him off again. Someone had taken <laughs> one of these for a drive, and they were on a you know, Welsh country lane or something, and there was a a lady in her sort of Ford Ka going on to the shops or whatever she was doing, and she pulled over to let this R thirty four go past and waved with yeah, a big smile okay. on her face. You know, and this was a mature woman. You know, this wasn't like a 18 year old who she had been playing um computer games only yeah, a few yeah. years earlier well she might have she might have done yeah but she recognized the car i think actually i think back to my nan because my nan used to love racing games when i was a kid she'd always want to play on or at least watch oh we should have got her in playing project gotham 2 with us. <laughs> no, it got too advanced for her then oh okay it was the, it was the playstation one stuff oh okay and that's where that she was could... uh, that was the xbox 360 yeah, that's where it, where it became too technical. <laughs> I don't know what all these buttons are. But I think she would recognise the back of an R34 because it's the car, the, the car in sort of Gran Turismo of the first PlayStation. Well, it's got very iconic light, doesn't it? It has. And so I think if you saw one, you could probably spot it. And it would bring a smile even to her face to say, oh, uh, you know, just it reminds yeah. you of a, a better time. And cars can sometimes have that effect. So I think that's a great, that's a great pick, Sam. Do you want to go A, B, A, B format, or are we going A, B, B, A format if we're talking penalty shootout style here? Oh. Um, oh, I'll let you decide. Well, let's go A, B, B, A, make it a bit different. So okay. we're going to go my second one now. Okay. So the pressure's on So well, I'm you s- here, because you are currently 1-0 down. So you lose this, yeah. and the next goal, I win the shootout. Oh, I'm trying to think of something that would be to I mean, it's. I feel like I should give you a clue, because you definitely won't get the third one. It's a common interest car. And if I say again, 96 to 2003. And when you tell me the car, I'm going to say, of course. Yeah. But common. I'll, yeah. Oh, 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 Hold on. Let me just check. Then. No, that doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't work. No, the dates don't add up. Well, let's just, no, I'll just okay. say it. I, I because I'm not, not 100% on the 96. No, no, it's not that. It's the okay. 03. Oh, okay. I just want to say, I was going, and this is not my guess. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say a Mitsubishi Evo. Okay, no, it's because not. I was thinking. I know you really like the. I think yeah, you but like I was always or the six. I was always impressed with it. I know you were. Um, and I, Mars, I, think think of a common car that we have sent each other from Auto Trader for years, saying, "Oh, you should buy this." Oh, look, this one's a reasonably cheap one. It's a bit written off, but you should 96 buy it. Ninety six to oh three. Like it, I can the get... mine, uh, the ninety six I found on Google because I was just checking the production date. So Maybe give the ninety seven. I mean. Yeah. Um let me think. Let me think. Um I don't I don't have Okay, I'll give you one Is more it Japanese? clue. No. Okay. It's so European. It's European. A to a three. You would describe it you describe it as hot. Oh uh, I've got it. Have I you? know what it is. What? It's an Audi S three eight L. It is. Well yes. done. It's one all. Yeah. And very much assisted. The goalkeeper has walked off yeah. to the corner flag when... and you've rolled it into the net there. Because I remember you, I had one and you loved it. Yeah. And you were you were looking for. Do you know what? There's one for but sale. I've I've got more written for this yeah. than the rest of the cars. Just, I've I've done I've 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 written a description <laughs> of the car on this one. I was going to message you the other day because I saw one of these for sale, 
very close to where you live, and I mean very close to where you live, and it ticked every box you wanted, but it was at the end of the advert, it had that, that classic thing they always write at the end. Oh, was it cream leather? No, no, it previously had been involved in an accident, and I was like, ah, oh, it was the right money, and it was a very rare grey, and I'm trying to remember oh, what it's what called. Oh, what one you had? No, I, mine was classed as black, I know you see it, yeah. because it was a metallic black, and it, right, okay. it, it wasn't the flat black yeah. that you see. But there's another grey, and it's it's uh, they have the dolphin grey, which is the common one you see. E- even though I need a more economical car, I would definitely won't. consider that yeah. like, in a serious way and just accept that, that half my expendable income would be going would be on, on fuel. fuel. Um, go on, Sam. Tell us about tell us about the. Uh, so yeah, I, I haven't got too much written on it. In fairness, but ninety six to A three was the production, which Mars will uh, definitely back up there. I'm not sure it was in. I'm not. Sh- I think that's the Audi A3. Oh, okay. I'm it definitely sure went to O3 on the S3, though. It definitely Maybe went it to on 98 then. I don't think you could buy an S3, though, until it was on the uh, either the W. Yeah, I don't think you could buy one until 99. Okay. So that's why I said to you it might yeah. be a slight. Yeah. But yeah, basically, all I've written for it is quick, comfy, sporty, and a luxurious feel because it does give you everything. I think all right, it, these days you're not going to get the economy that you might want from. You know, if you were to buy a modern day hot hatch, you get you can get the economy while you're just cruising. I think with the S3, you'll get some, but you're not going to get all of the economy that you might want where you just want to relax. But what are you going to get? You are going to get a luxurious feel because the seats are nice. It's got quite a good ride. Recaro it seats. looks nice. Or if you change the stereo, you're all good. Even if you don't change the stereo, it's not the worst thing in the world. You're just describing it's got, the one I had. <laughs> and, no, but it's got a slightly dated look because it's got that old, the older Audi interior where there's a yeah. lot of red lights everywhere because their their theme yes. was sort of red lights. I know they still have, in do they? I don't know. I think uh, it's not the same style. They do still use red across it, but it's all LEDs and strip yeah. lighting. And so stuff it's like a, that. it's, it's a little bit more modern. Yeah. But I don't think you'd get in that car and not have a smile on your face if you had a good one that was in good working condition. I don't. I, I I'd struggle to think of anybody that wouldn't have a smile on their face, even if they're just driving, just cruising about. The good thing with them is that what just out of interest, because you've piqued my interest. Now, on, yeah. <laughs> what sort of economy could you get on just a an average run? I was I was going to pick this out because we oh, okay. when when I owned the car, we did quite a lot of stuff. We went yeah, yeah. quite a lot of places. And you did a good run to Devon, didn't you? Which I was going to say you're going to bring up. Uh, just to give an idea of a long run, we went to Devon and then we had to go from Devon to Leeds, mm-hmm. and that run Devon and then Leeds, to Leeds, Northampton, Northampton to Leeds, Leeds. Oh yeah, Northampton. yeah, because we <laughs> ran out of tax and had to leave it there and go back and get yeah. Um, this was oh I won't go into it. Well, we told that story before, have we? Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> the Run that long run from Devon all the way up to Leeds, which was mainly, I'd say, motorway. Yeah, well, especially along. when we got to the, the yeah. Once you're out of Devon, yeah, yeah. you know, what sort of thing. Once you run to the more major roads, um, it averaged on according to the trip computer about forty-one miles to the gallon. Okay, so I could be getting current economy on my run because I mainly just sat at sixty on a national speed road for most I'd, of my journey to I work. I don't think you'd I still don't think you'd achieve forty one. No, but I could, if, could I, do you reckon I could get thirty four? You probably could if you were if you were mild. How much, how much was this car? This one that I saw? Yeah. Sam, this is why I wanted to no, message no, you. Because <laughs> I might leave the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you'll just hit you there'll be the most random this noises thing, of me pulling the door open. This thing was just shy of three thousand pounds. Oh, I, I know. It was, I looked. My at it. fiance doesn't listen, 
But if she did listen, yeah. I I would be saying on this now, babe, please, just come on. You did, you did say you'd lend me the money to buy a yeah. new car. <laughs> well, what she'd be saying is, is that the car that's outside? Is that <laughs> what you're talking about in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, Around town, if we talk about miles per gallon around town, it's a little bit mixed because I was living in the centre uh, when I had this vehicle. But yeah. it wouldn't do. It wouldn't do thirty. It would do always do just shy of thirty. Uh, it's not bad, running though. around enthusiastically, um, it would do late teens enthusiastically. Yeah, but, but I think we're we're of the age now where you wouldn't you'd be using that sparingly. I was going to say this thing when I had it. It doesn't encourage you. It's not like um, some of the other hot hatches where you are encouraged to constantly always be. No, because there is there's the element of terror. Yeah, <laughs> I think if you yeah. do, it's not it's not a manageable. Well, it is manageable. It's not a comfortable. It feels quite heavy, and because of that, yeah. you don't push it all the time. No, I would say the worst I ever got was uh, on a um, quiet road, which was completely closed, with a Lamborghini, but, <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I was doing nine miles to the gallon. Okay, <laughs> uh, and there was, you know, but it was. I mean, uh, for was... me, it'd be if that came up, one like that sort of price, that or a one eight Corsa SRI. Mm. I, I, you'd struggle to. I mean, I don't know if I would buy the Corsa now, although I probably would. To be fair, just for nostalgia, yeah. even just to have it in the corner. I can, like, you know in what, my head yeah. now, imagine it. I can hear the noise it makes when you're cruising. Yeah, yeah, and all the little, the, all the little clunks as you're going around yeah. corners, the sound of the door closing, all the little rattles that they. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we definitely have. Now. I think let's move on. <laughs> but but the good thing about that is uh, it has the 1.8 turbo engine. Yeah. With the KO4 turbo, that's the more powerful version of that engine. Either 210 or 225 horsepower, depending on what year you bought it on. Yeah. Really interestingly, just for anyone who's listened to this in the UK and is at all tempted, and who has to go into London at all, the 99 and the early 2000 ones. I don't know why. I don't. It's something to do with how the catalytic converter heats up on those particular years. Are not ULES. <laughs> that's ultra low emission zone in London compliant, yeah. which means you have to pay fifteen pounds. Think every time you go to London, if you buy a two thousand and one, two thousand two, two thousand three, they are. I just, think just you, you'd note. be looking at an O one, O two, O three if you were going to buy one anyway, because they had a slight facelift, didn't they? There's, there's a fa- yeah, that's the easy way to tell them apart. But like the one I had, which had half a facelift yeah <laughs> there was there was a few between them where they put the new front on but left the rear, old rear light so there's yeah. a few i think i had mine was like a 2001 yeah you're still on an no x one. plate so it was like the first few months of that year yeah so anyway um but the the, the good point is it's almost it's a, it's a ubiquitous engine for volkswagen for those years they put 1.8 turbos across their line it was in the a4 it was in the a6 it was in a load of Seats, including the little ones and the big ones. It was in the Skoda, uh, both the Fabia and the Octavia. Not sure if it made it into the Superb. It was in a load of Audis as well, as obviously the S3 yeah. Cruiser. The TT was very popular. They have a known, uh, it was in the Leon Cupra R, which yeah. I had, and um, was going to make the point of there is a known fault that can affect it with the gearbox, where... Basically, the fork a fork can break off in the gearbox and it'll stay in one gear, which is exactly what happened to the Leon yeah. Cooper R I had <laughs> only, you know, an hour after I bought but it. But I have good luck buying cars, to be you fair. Do, Sam, Even you do, Even when you recommend them, I seem to buy good cars. And you there was buy... a run until, I think actually, until 
the current car that I've got, where every car I bought, I had climate control. I was going to say, you Instead always of aircon, to, I always had climate control, didn't I? You always managed to buy a car, and I would say, that isn't... Stand- like, we, it would be a week later, and I'd suddenly realise, oh, that's not standard. Whatever you had, whether yeah. it was climate control, <laughs> it was a nav system, whatever, I'd be like, that's not... That, 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 that's an, how did they not advertise this? No, they didn't know it had it. I didn't know it had it, and I've got it. Here so, we are. <laughs> here we are. But it's a good pick from fixing it up, because... It, Again, the engine's very common, so getting parts for it would be fairly easy. Annoyingly, you've really lit a fire in me, so I know that when I get home tonight and throughout tomorrow when yeah. I work, I'm going to be messaging you and saying, mate, have you found any? The good and thing... you're going to be excited because you'll be messaging me with loads yes. of them that you found. The other great thing is that although that Haldex all-wheel drive system on those is predominantly front-wheel drive, when you need it, it's all-wheel drive. Yeah. And the whole thing of it being more front-wheel biased is you're saving... That's That's try and save a bit of fuel and for efficiency and blah 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 so um the the only only disadvantage i could think of building one up you know to re if you bought one that was particularly bad yeah because i saw one which i was very interested in well yours would have been around sort of 1500 quid it mark. was 1300 pounds <laughs> this one and it was nagaro blue which is oh, okay a, yeah the one i don't like yeah the one you don't like and the one i really like very hard to find them and it had damage on it that needed fixing and the damage was on the rear arch and the problem with this S3, which doesn't affect any other S3, and I, Audi, I don't know why they did this. I guess to, because they then started to make the RS3, so they wanted to differentiate. The S3 on that years that we're talking about has flared yeah. front and rear arches. Mm-hmm. So the rear arch, that whole rear quarter, yeah. is unique to that S3. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you get the newer S3s, it's just an Audi A3 and they... Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's exactly. all the, the the dimensions of the wings and everything are the same. Um, they're slightly different designed, but they're the same. So if you damage the rear quarter, you you know you just need to pull it out and do a fix. If you do it on that car, and you had to cut anything and replace it with say you know a salvage part, it has to be from an S3. Yeah, because it's flared on. Let's say front and rear. Let's say front wings wouldn't be so bad because you just take the wing off and put a new wing on. But when it's the whole rear quarter, it's, yeah, it's a little bit different. So when I saw that car, I thought. Oh, in that colour? Oh, I bet it's only a mild bit of damage. Oh, it's only a bit of bodywork damage. Oh, it's the rear quarter. You know, anywhere else on the car, <laughs> the doors, everything else like this. We'd be winging be... our way with a trailer yeah, to pick it up. But you just know it's the rear quarter that it has to then go into a body shop to get the work done. And if they say, we, you know, we can't line it up right, or they say, oh, well, look, we'll cut the panel out and buy a used one. It's just the price is up, 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 up. And so, also... I don't know if you remember because it's the only alloy brand and make make and sorry make a model of alloy that I'll ever remember. What wheels would you need to buy to go on it, Miles? Oh, you would have to buy the ones that I had on it because yep. you loved them. Um, what were they? They I were say, like, off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, made by. Oh, um, I can't remember. It's so weird because you could ask me and I'd be able to rattle it off at any know. point. Yeah. I could have just woken up and you'd be like, yeah. what wheels do you want? OZ Superleggeros. <laughs> OZ, yeah, yeah. And they, they really did make a difference to that car because they're lighter. I remember being, because I was only 18, I think you were 19. Yeah, I think that was when I was 19. Yeah. I had constantly a tab open on my phone or on the laptop <laughs> looking you? at those and they were two grand, those wheels. Yeah, I know. And they were and, on the car when I bought and them. I was, very, and I was uh, going to buy them. Yeah. For I know my you car. Were... And at the time, I had a Ford Focus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were really, really serious about it. And I was saying, well, they're, they're quite... And I was sort of saying to you, mm, I could, because we like different wheel designs, I remember you just looking thinking, they don't fit on my car because you were desperately wanting them, but the bolt pattern doesn't yeah. fit. So yeah. 
Anyway, well, I know what we're going to be messaging about tomorrow. Yes. Um, my guess for your next car, and if this isn't right, then I'm going to bow out of the shooter because okay. I don't think I'll get any more. Is it an EP3 Typer? It's, it's, it's exactly yes. written like that. <laughs> Brilliant. So I've, I'm now winning 2-1, <laughs> and I don't think you'll score another goal. So it's, Yeah, 2-1. Picked, picked you can't the... win. Yeah, unless you manage to get yeah, my next Yeah, because if I car. get it right and you get it wrong... Yeah, but you won't get it right. Right, okay. <laughs> Uh, the reason I picked the EP3 Civic Type R, A, so that's, um, if, you, if you're not too clear on it, it's 2001 to 2006 era Civic Type R. We got them in the UK, we got them in Europe, mainland. Uh, Australia, I don't think so. Uh, America didn't get them, they had the like the SI, and it had a slightly different engine, less powerful. I'm going to spend five minutes on auto trading. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think actually other markets that did get them. South Africa might have got them. Obviously, they were in Japan, and there was uh, Europe did have them as well. Left-hand drive, and they're very expensive. If you oh, can okay. find one in left-hand drive, oh really? Yeah, because I suppose they're coming up to the age now where um, if if you are in the US and you want to import them, uh, then you obviously you probably want the left-hand drive ones that are in Europe, not the right-hand drive ones from the UK. Even though, you know, we've got mile per hour on our speedos, they've got kilometres, but you can change that fairly easily. The To have a left-hand drive one, even even a ratty one is sort of like €10,000. Um, because the way taxes work in Europe and everything else, it, they were more expensive anyway. They were slightly rarer. And again, because it's coming up towards that 25-year-old mark where then they can be imported, which is the same thing that's happened to the R34 GTR, they can enter the US after 25 years that's their import rule right in canada it's 15 years so there's already a, i think a little bit of um sort of boost on price because they're all some of them are already going to canada and a few other left-hand drive markets that, that you know have restrictions on ages and things like that as to when they can be brought in so anyway the reason i picked it i just a very unique way of delivering power you know just a VTEC engine it's two liters, it's 200 horsepower or 197 horsepower. But to work on, fairly simple. I mean, outside of the engine, um, and obviously the bits that are Type R specific, it's just a Honda Civic. And also <laughs> incredibly reliable. I mean, they have a chain, they have a cam chain rather than a cam belt. Which people, is good. Yeah, people suggest you change them every 200,000 miles. Yeah, which is <laughs> usually the life of a car. Exactly. So. Uh, I mean, people now are just changing them just because they're 20 years old, some of them. Why wouldn't you? You know, for, for whatever the price is, why not just do it? It's not like it's behind, you know, some like BMWs have them and they're at the back of the engine. Yeah. Which make them a really, well, really expensive job because they're, they're really difficult to get to. This is what we think might be an issue with our friend's BMW, isn't it? Yes, he's got a, a 1 Series and one of the reasons that the, there's a cam chain known fault on it, it was done before he bought the car, but with the amount of oil that he keeps telling me it's using, I'm starting to get a bit worried for him. But I'm sure he'll um, figure that out. Well, well he'll, he, he'll, he'll call won't. us he'll, and we'll he'll figure, figure it out, out yeah. when it's on fire on the yes. side of the road. So, yeah, that was my reason for picking it. And, and I've, I've owned two of them. I love them. I'll probably buy another one at some point, and that will be the one that will get um, some you know, uh, restoring of some kind. So, Sam, I will refer back to you. And I've got to try and guess it, haven't I? And you're saying no, no, never no, no. We're it. doing the ABBA format, so you get to go again, just just secure your. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll I'll go and guess yours now. 
No, no, because we've just done yours. So I need to guess your last card now. Oh, you're going to... Yeah, oh, sorry, that's your format. Sorry, yeah. okay, go on then. Yeah, it's the new penalty format. So they do A, B, B, A, A, B, B, A. So you basically take one penalty, then the other team take two, then you take two, then they take two. But I've only taken it's not, one. It's not widely used. No. <laughs> no, but, I just guessed yours. No, I took what well, I guessed one for you. You yeah. guessed two. Yeah, and then I've just guessed one. So now I guess another one, and then you guess the last one. The first person always only does one. That's why it's called A, B, B, A. And then you put that together, so it'd be A, B, B, A, A, B, B, A, A, B, B. Uh, it's not widely used, and I think it's been dropped now, but they did trial it for a while. And Pro- if you don't probably, like football, I apologise. Probably because I'm struggling to get my head around it sat here yeah, talking I mean, it's to not you. Difficult, 11 mate, but... guys on a football field who've just <laughs> finished uh, 120 minutes <laughs> yeah. on the pitch, I'm sure it's even more difficult to get their head around. So. Um, your last car. Um, I mean, you're going to have to give me A, just anything to go off, um, apart from it's a car. I've driven several of them. Oh, that's helpful. You've driven um, about 8 million different yeah. cars. It is European. Is it a classic or is it a modern classic? It's a modern classic. Right, okay. And it's of a brand which I suppose you probably very much specifically think of when you think of when I make you think of this brand or when you think of this brand. You I think, think it's BMW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not going to be one of the modern, modern ones. Is it a... Oh, I need to get this right. You do um, need to get this right. Yeah, and I know what it is. It's an M3, but which M3 is it? See, I would say an E... Uh, see, I'd, I I get confused because there's another... I'll let you give me the years that E93. The E93. M3 CSL. Is that the one... Is that the right car that I'm thinking... That, not for you, necessarily, the one you've got. The one... You know which, you know which my favourite M3 is? The one that makes that god-awful sound that sounds like the world's falling apart. Yeah, so it's not that one that you've guessed. You oh, okay. guessed E92. The um, E90? Right, hold on. The E93 is the convertible version oh, okay. of the Balls. V8 <laughs> M3, which was made between uh, 07, 08 and... Oh, 13. yeah, mine's earlier than that, isn't it? Mine's sort of yes. 03-ish. When you said CSL, I knew the car you wanted to yeah. say, but an E90, so E92 is the, the coupe, which is probably what you were thinking of. E90 yes. is the saloon. E91, I think, is the estate, and E93, I think, okay. is the so I was, uh, convertible. Yeah. I know, all right, so that's not the one you've got anyway. You'll be yours. I know which one yours will be. I just don't know the number. It'll be later. So I'm sort of thinking 2010. So it's not. It's, it, so it's the E46, ah. which okay. is the one that ran from 2001 to 2006. Uh, let me just check. That's not the one that I'm thinking of. Then. It probably is the one, because 2010 is still the V8 one. Whereas this is the six cylinder, and it's the one that the C- they made the first CS. Well, they didn't make the first, but they made an E46 CSL, which Sam, you'll probably remember for a Top Gear episode where they talked about having cardboard in the boot, and that is the uh, one. Yeah, I'm fairly sh- this one. Uh, sorry for the viewers. Yes, that's, that's the, one. the one I was guessing. Yeah, I know. That's so annoying. <laughs> I know you were probably trying to guess that, and you just were saying all the wrong numbers. Yeah. That's um, annoying. I'll take a half point. I mean, I've won anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, you take a half point, mate. Yeah. No, you, you can't. You might not. If I guess yours, it will be a draw. Yeah, okay. And then so we'll you're have not to having go... a half point. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, you won't guess it. So, uh, But yeah, they I made... think we could sit here just guessing cars for the next, till the 50th episode. Yes. Like and proper normal podcast length. So sort of an hour to an hour and a half. And you could, we'd just solely be dead air and you guessing cars. <laughs> and I think in the next 47, 48, 49, the next three episodes, you wouldn't guess it. Okay. It's a challenge. Yes, it's a challenge. We're not doing it. I'll tell people why I was going to pick the E46 M3. It's because I've driven many of them. 
I would accept some criticism for them, but no, they sound incredible. Well, they do. The CSL does certainly. I saw. I once saw. Sorry to interrupt you. I once saw someone. I was. I don't know why I was walking down the side of the road, but I was walking down the side of the road when I was younger, and someone pulled out of the the BMW garage that you know which one I'm talking about down in the town centre, and yep. they pulled out of there, turning left, and just booted it down the street. And I've just never heard a car sound as good as that. Sorry, you. That's yep. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, we'll just talk about the sound. Funny enough, there was a a neighbour. I say a neighbour. There was a guy who lived in the street. For, along from mine so one street over and a friend of ours from school used to have a paper route that went to this person's house and i always would join them when they were doing that street because every now and again every now and again (laughs) he would leave the car out so he always garaged it but every now and again if he was about to use it or he was giving it a clean or whatever else it was the same day he'd leave it out yeah and a few times we just timed it where he was going out and it just sounded and it sounds unkind to say, but it sounded like the engine was combusting. Out the car. Yeah, it sounded like it was combusting nails. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, that's just exactly, just, that's exactly but, the noise I mean. That doesn't make it sound like it's good, but it was. It was almost like it combusted metal and made the sound of it to, yeah. to propel it. And it just worked. It sounded like you had a broken engine, but you were putting your but, foot down. But, but it sounded good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't realise it was a, um, a limited edition either. The CSL was. Do you know how many? Oh, I'll give you a bonus point if you can get the number right. Oh, the tension. The tension is ramping up. UK numbers or worldwide? I've got a picture of the plaque here that I'll cover the numbers. Yeah, okay. That's on the gearbox and it says UK production. Blah. I'll give you a slight clue. Blah, blah, blah units. So you know it's a three digit number. I know, yeah. Only made made for five months. Because they made the regular version, they made the CSL, and they made the CS as well, which was slightly uh, sort of, it was an in-between model that had some of the CSL stuff, but not all of it, so that people who didn't want the full hardcore CSL could still enjoy it. Just 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 to ramp up the tension here, this is a chance for you to draw level in a competition that you looked dead and buried in. Ah. I should know. I'll, fi- I'll fill I for you know. for a second yeah, while you're on. thinking. But this is a very good looking car, guys. If you haven't, if you don't know exactly what we're talking about, just quickly type it into Google. It is the BMW M3 C- CSL, sort of 2000. Well, this is it's 2003. It was only made in 2003. Was it? I the CSL was, made, was only made for five months. I thought it was made in 2005. No, the CSL was only made for three months. Uh, oh, five wow, months. Okay, okay. yeah, no, that's fine. I'm According fine. to this plaque, anyway, and unless this guy's just got a fake plaque made in his car. It wouldn't surprise me. It was made from some the, people the 1st there. of July 2003 to the 31st that's, of that's probably, December. Yeah, no, that's actually probably right because I think the CS came in like 05 because there was a, you know, the CSL had been out and people couldn't buy it anymore and they could still buy the regular one and people wanted a hot yeah. one. And so they said, we're not going to do any more CSLs, but we will do a CS. So you can have almost. I have to um, say, you're desperately stalling for time, but I am going to have to push you for an answer. Uh, You've only got between 001 and 999 to guess know, from, so just pick I a know. number of the 999. No, because I think, I think the number means something. I think that they picked a particular production number. This is oh, okay. fairly common with manufacturers. They'll say, for example, um, we're going to do 700 of these because it has 700 horsepower, for example. Yeah, um, it's not braced on the horsepower. No, no, I'm sure that, it's not. But 
Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put you on a five second timer. Oh. Just say five, four, three, two, one. Uh, it's six hundred and fifty. No. Incorrect. Three hundred and thirty-three. Incorrect. Four hundred and now forty-four. No, no, no. Think of a special number. Four hundred and twenty. Two. Four hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. That's how what is the made. horsepower on that car? Uh, 360. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm thinking of a V8. Oh. Well, 22, yeah. Yeah, it would appear that the, your team feel extremely uh, let down now yeah. as you are just... They're, they're all crying on the pitch. Well, my, I, team, my team are running to the goalkeeper to celebrate, may, and we haven't I'm, even taken our last penalty yet. <laughs> I may still guess the car that you're going you to You may say. well do, and I'll give you a couple of clues, but you still won't get it. Okay. So let's move on to your car, Sam. Okay. And well, again, this is the last the car, M3, I, I think, would have been... Sorry, just to cut across yeah, yeah. you. I think that would have been the most difficult to work on, but yeah, probably restored, it's a BMW. I just, in my head, as much as I do love a V8 E92 M3, because that was just one that I got to drive quite a lot and really enjoyed being in, and I think that's sort of the end, because I'm not so big on the, the G80, I think yeah, it yeah. comes after it. Uh, is it the G80? It doesn't matter. But the, the next generation, they become turbocharged, they do go back to six cylinders, but yeah, I just... They become much larger vehicles, and that, and I start to actually prefer the M2. Yeah, once, yeah, once you yeah get because to that's the size of the old M3, isn't it? So just just preference. I know some people prefer the much Plus, newer ones. It would be pushing. It would be nowhere near, but it would be pushing my um, R34 Skyline for residual value. Yeah, it wouldn't well, be. It wouldn't be close. Well, but not, it would be CS, pushing it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a CSL. Oh, okay. I well, would it wouldn't be pushing that. it. <laughs> Just because uh, uh, these are stuff to work. If I was, if it was a case yeah, of well, miles, it's, it's not an everyday, is it? No, you can take this to a shop, and you can give them as much money to make it all pristine and perfect. Because most CSLs will be in very good condition anyway, because yeah, they of were course, yeah. pr- practically collectors' cars from when they were new, uh, and and they can give it back to you, and you can enjoy it, and you could even have a manual conversion. Which I know there is one company in the UK that is doing manual conversions because they were all the SMG. Uh, auto paddle shift gearbox yeah and there's one company that is doing manual conversions on the csl i'm sure there's a lot of others but i just i know of one that's reputable Uh, i say reputable they've made a few motor and they've given them to motor and journalists which is usually the sign that they're sort of above board if they're willing to just hand it off to a motor and journalist and say yeah go on (laughs) yeah and it's not going to be dodgy Dave from down the down the road. No, is it? and you have to remember, it's, they don't have the relationship. It's not like if Honda give a car to a motor journalist and they're a bit like, "Oh, we don't know if this is going to be any good." And the motor journalist said that isn't very good. Well, there is a little bit of relationship of we can at least say your other stuff is good, but this is rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And maintain that relationship when it's just we make one manual conversion for one gearbox. They can say whatever they want because they're never coming back to you. Yeah, that's fair. So they don't have to sort of try and play the game of being a bit kind about your other stuff and all that sort of stuff, um, all that sort of game. But uh, um, right, I'm going to give you a clue because I think it's only yeah, fair because on. it's so. I, I I don't think you've ever heard me talk about this car. It is British. Well, actually, it's English. Okay, so it's not made in Wales or Scotland, no, or Ireland or Northern Ireland. So it's not a DeLorean then. No, and I've I've loaded up the. Oops, sorry, I've just hit my microphone, so sorry if that's come across. Um, I have... It's all right, the church bells are ringing again. Uh, yeah, but road, I don't so... think you can hear it, because I was listening to... Well, I mean, obviously you've done the editing, but I listened to the one where we were talking about that person doing a burnout. Oh, yeah. And you couldn't hear that on the recording. You couldn't, but, but funny enough, that uh, part of the uh, recording went onto YouTube. Yeah. 
And in the original recording, which I have to play them simultaneously mm-hmm. and then time them, you can... It's it's glaring. It's oh, really? so loud on the original oh, okay. recording that picked it up. Well, I mean, it's I only think after are, editing, it wasn't there. I think but, people appreciate that, you know, we, we do live in the world. In the so. world, and, <laughs> and there are churches ringing church bells sometimes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway there's a, <laughs> it's an English company. English company. And made between. Pretty much I'm gonna, all I'm going to give you. And, it's made and it was between. made between, this is from Google again, so you can't hold me to it. But I think this is probably right, 96 to 03. Okay. I can give you a bit of background as to why I've chosen it if you want. It's not going to help you, but I'll yeah, tell the listeners why you're thinking. So I when I used to live with my mum on our where we used to live on our old estate, there was a chap that had one of these in a garage. Definitely trying to think if he, I've ever seen anything. No, you really. haven't. He never he never used to take it out. I never saw it driving. It wasn't on bricks or anything, or it didn't look like it wasn't working. Are you sure I haven't seen the car? Uh, well, you to come might to house a lot. Well, you might have. Are you talking? I mean, it's the house. It's not. No, no, no. It was like up the a... top of the estate. You'd have to. It's oh, literally it's the on other... the left as you come down the round. You know, you take the left of the roundabout. Yeah. It's one of the first three houses that you go past as you start oh, coming down the hill. Never have paid any attention. To it them. wasn't the colour that I've chosen, okay. but I used to. I've I've coveted this car from the first time I saw it. And I just thought, wow, that's such a nice looking car. And I, I, for the first couple of years of seeing it, when I was quite young, obviously, when we first moved there, I didn't even know what it was. I was just like, wow, it just, it, it's just got a romance to me where if I ever had the chance to buy one, I probably would. I mean, I'd have to just, I'd have to have won the lottery or something, I think, to afford, just to justify spending such a large amount of money. I say large amount of money. I'm just going to double check the price of it. You said um, was... I can tell you the price of it. It's this one that I'm looking at. It's £28,000. Okay. But to justify spending that on what would just be a toy. I think I am starting to circle in my head. Because I've circled I mean, I many... think you may well get the, the brand. Um, I don't I think, think I... you'll get the model. I think I'm going to get the brand. Because okay. I've, I've thought of through all the English. Because when you said English, that's quite specific. Yeah. In the way of, I know, you know Scotland and Wales don't build many cars. But they're certainly part of car production. For example... Uh, is it uh, Aston Martin have a Welsh factory that yeah, they build yeah, yeah. Uh, DDXs yeah. in, and other car manufacturers have, have built parts of their vehicles. Oh, I can give Scotland you another clue if you want to help me no, get no, the, the manufacturer. No, no, I think I've got the manufacturer because when you said English, I've started to roll around them. Like for yeah. example, I'll, I'll just say a few of them that I know. I don't think it is, but yeah. I was thinking, okay, well you've got Ariel, for example, yeah, the Ariel Atom, but it's not the right years. Yeah. Then I thought of Caterham. But Caterham have been building the same car for in- yeah. since, I don't know, <laughs> the First World War to today. So, yeah, it's yeah. Not, no. so it's not that. And then you start to really sort of plug down into, okay, it can only be for this, 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 and this. And I'd I've, say you probably should be between two. Yeah, I am pretty much between yeah. two. But I, the, I'm, the two people that build things in sheds. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, um, and I'm leaning one way to the one that builds what i would say in a bigger shed okay <laughs> so let's regale the, the okay. listeners with what I brand with what manufacturer you're going to go with i think it's a lotus oh no 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 oh gutted now do you want me to say it do you want me to reveal it to you and then you can say it okay go on yeah because yeah. i'm not gonna get the point okay. oh so i was really thinking it could be a lotus esprit of course <laughs> of do you know course. which do you know what the model's called uh, that is a. That is obviously you know the manufacturer. I'm a, assuming. Is it a Griffin? No. Com, uh, Camor, uh, a Cerbera. Uh, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. C e r b e r a. Yeah. Say Cerbera. It's a TVR, everyone. Just sorry in case. This one's were. in a lovely sort of 
orangey goldy. Well, I can't the, all of these cars, it seems, were like in a pearlescent sort of paint. They were with this one. They were. So this one's the sort of goldish, orangey, browny. I think a few are just sort of flat red and black and stuff. Yeah, but most but they, of them are yeah. pearl because. Why but not? yeah, this one's got black wheels as well. But for me, uh, why not? It, everything about this car is just incredible to look at. I mean, you look how long it is. Yeah. You look at all the angles on it. You look at the back and how it's so different to the front. And I mean, I could talk about this car for ages. I don't know any of the details on it, but <laughs> I think it's if a four I li- could buy it, one, is it a four liter V eight? Yes, but I think I wrote that down. I didn't, which is very stupid of me. Oh no, it is. It's a four liter. This is the Subaru Speed Six. Yeah, which I think well, they might all have been Speed. I don't think they were because this is a model variant. Oh, so is it a V eight or is it a six cylinder? Uh, it's a six cylinder, I think. But somebody think? may well correct oh, it. Think, okay. yeah, think. I mean, um, I'm I'm literally on auto traders. So well, you're looking I could at, just you, tell is there you. a picture? Of... Uh, speed uh, four liter speed six. It says so. Uh, oh, specifications. I don't know if it's going to tell me on there. Uh, it doesn't just says four liter. So I, I can't. Is there a picture of the engine, bro? Uh, you talk for a second and let me have a look because yeah. I'm floundering. I have. To, <laughs> I start to get a bit sad when I look at old TVRs because I really like them, like you do, Sam. And I'm just sad that the company isn't around. Yeah, it's not a V8. Let's just have a look at this picture that Sam's... Uh... Sorry, you can waffle for a second, Sam. Yeah, Mars is currently just looking at a picture of the engine. Even the engine bay of the TVR is just completely different to anything else. Like, just the way it's set up and the way the bonnet opens. And... Yeah, it looks like a straight six to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be my pick. And I think that would probably be... If I, if I had the money to buy any of them, I think that would be my first choice. As I say, the, the thing that, that makes me sad is that this was a, this was such a, <laughs> this was a company that basically said, yeah, yeah, you, you with your rules, you with what has to be a performance car or a sports car, we don't care. This is what we're going to build. Yeah. And people who understood it loved it. I mean, some TVRs, when you see them and they rotten, you know, the chassis rotted away and all this other stuff, and you start thinking, oh, you know. Looks more like a hobby than, a, than yeah. something you'd enjoy, but then you think, no, they they really do have something special about them, and to think that they're gone, and I know there's the never ending, and actually Sam is incorrect in some ways because the new TVR I think is going to be built in Wales. Okay, so technically, uh, you're not having any points back for you. Well, you threw me off a little bit. There. No, I didn't, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have thought, oh, TVR, well they're Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't, would you? No, but just. They just seem very... I mean, I say this as someone that they didn't build cars for me because you had to... You know, they were quite tight inside. Oh, yeah. I've I don't sat think you'd few of them. <laughs> and they're, they're just headroom-wise and... And they're the, very low to the floor. They are very low to the floor. Just there's to no get in and out of. <laughs> it's not this sort of thing of there's a committee that have said... Or, do you know what's saying this? TVR's uh, CEO. I say that they were difficult to fit in. I wonder if you could spec certain things because uh, the CEO was like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah, he was really tall. The, the guy that set this company up. So there's a. I told you there's a. Uh, I, can't, I don't know if it's brass. There's a statue of him, where they've sort of had the old factory and they've put a retail area. Ah, um, uh, yeah. In its place, but I don't know. I just the thing they were around and they didn't care about this whole thing. You know, now you have a committee and they say oh, it must be four inches here off the ground and oh we need to have this clearance. What about if someone drives it into a pond? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And you, then it was just a group of people together saying, this is what we want to build. This is, We've got the drawings. We've got the engine. This is what we're going to do. And there was no more, well, should we, you know, should we think of, uh, what about if someone decides one day they want to run it off diesel? 
and they want to go off-roading in it and how their back will feel. Like, you know, they just went, look, then that's their problem, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, love them for that. And just sad that I really do hope the new company gets a, a car going. Well, and they finally release their car. Yeah. It I, feels like so long ago that we made the podcast where we did TVR, and Noble, yeah, and whoever else we did in that. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, I mean, we'll do it. I think we... We sort of discussed between ourselves. I think you sent me a message that there was a sort of. Did we do it on the podcast? There was a slight. Well, t- yeah, there we did. We did with yeah. the TVR update. Um, I think it's, it's something it's we'll be following and updating, of, yeah. isn't it? And as, we'll, as we go along, we remain hopeful. That's yeah. what we'll say on the. T- yeah, we, we just, want it to work. So just to finish off, if you well, had you to haven't pick made my last guess yet, oh, you have. Yeah, we have. Oh, if you had to pick one of mine and I had to pick one of yours, I think let's end on that. Okay. After all, I've, all the kind things I've just said about TVR, I suppose... He's going to go with something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it would sound mad, but... You're going to pick the Skyline, I'm assuming. Yeah, right? although I, I told... I think I've said this many a time, that I drove a GTT that was dressed up as a GTR. Yes, yeah, you on, said it on the back well, podcast. Well, I said it a few okay. times. That, yeah. And that kind of ruined it a little bit for me, because this was a very special well, car, and what, this particular uh, example was not good. What better to rekindle your love, though, than to have one? And to borrow work mine on for one. a day. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to work on it. You can just borrow my finished article. No, I don't want to. I'd want to work on it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you do more work on mine. Then. Yeah. And then into... <laughs> if you could buy it as well. Yeah. No, I think that would. I say that, but would would the TVR feel more? Yeah. It's so difficult because the on the one hand, what the GTR brings is something very unique, but it also is something that in in some ways is common and that's this sort of bigger broader vehicle that does soak up some of the vibrations and the feeling of of driving not a lot not compared to a you know the very modern stuff but if we're sort of comparing it off and you think tvr is a tubular tubular chassis yeah uh with a nice body on it and a big engine and oh where you go there's no driver aids here you know the driver aid is you I mean, I mean, one day we'll probably ask you a question and you'll just answer I'll it. give a straight answer, yeah, but it's not today. <laughs> so I would be between those two. Okay. Because what was uh, the third? What was the other one? What was the other the car? S3. Oh, the S3. Oh. Yeah, I owned one of those and I liked it and I regretted selling it every sort of time. Right, well, we'll let you think about it and you can but come no, back no, on I, the next I think, podcast. I think, uh, <laughs> I think oh, it would... It would I, I'm going to just say GTR. But, okay. But TVR gets... You know, ninety nine percent. And if it was a different day and the wind was gusting or something, I might just change my mind. I'll give you a draw if you can guess mine. Um, I think it's quite an easy draw, to be fair. I've handed you like a. I've basically just put the ball on the goal line, and said if you can fall over and nudge it into yeah. the net. Well, I was going to say since you loved the M three so much, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What an equaliser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the ball <laughs> fell onto his face. And he's <laughs> crawled over the yeah. line. While the goalkeeper's having some sort of fit in the corner and can't get to it. Did we have... Let me just check if we didn't have any other news or anything. So I mentioned about the Alfa Romeo at the start. We mentioned the Defender. Uh, we mentioned... I took us off on a long tangent. To us. To Oz. To Oz. And about uh, There's no place like married. Home. And then we did our three cars. We did. So... That is our. Well, I think so. the main thing is you did your apologies. So if you'd just like to do like a, a wrap up of the apologies and just so, say sorry once again. So the main thing is that for, for deluding and and um, leading astray the listeners, the the key point was that, that you were wrong. That, no, that you found that alpha for less than what was it? Was it four nine nine five? Yeah, 
And it was like a 2010. Yeah, yeah. So it was a not a lot newer than you could Thrifty. get the equivalent GTI. The only thing that really goes against it is, as far as I'm aware, they are not an easy car for, I wouldn't say getting parts, but things can start to rattle or whatever, and then you just don't know what. Yeah, yeah, I know. And in forever you're trying to chase it. But you, you, just you, you can it try and dress alpha, it up probably. all you like. But all you have to do is just say sorry. You don't and have then, to try and justify it again. And then the Defender, I'll just say I was wrong. I, I, yeah. I thought it had the jump seat in the front. If, if we work for the so. BBC, you currently hear the music fading up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to kind of scramble just to say sorry quickly and then yeah. end. But did, uh, yeah, sorry, I did check that we hadn't, we hadn't yeah, missed yeah. out any news yeah. or anything. All done, so. Awesome. That is us. Quite a long one today, actually. I think we're probably about one thirty-five. By the time you've edited it, probably down to sort of one twenty-five, one twenty. Well, I don't generally. Just so people know, when we talk about editing, I don't generally take out anything that Sam and I say. It's just sometimes if we have a particularly long pause for it. Yeah, you'll just edit that down. So Uh, we usually lose a minute or so. We we do, yeah, because also we have to do some sound. um, Sort of, we have to check for sound at the beginning of the podcast. He says we. One Realistically, us, I just go home. One of us has to tell the other one to be quiet at the start of the podcast, so I can get a level room. Tone. I don't say anything anymore. No. Sometimes I'll just, you know, make an odd noise just to annoy you. But... I was editing the video that we did the other day, <laughs> and you just went or something like that. No, I burped at the beginning. Oh, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> directly into like, the microphone. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> this is the second second <laughs> of this recording. I was like, great. Yeah. Now I have to edit that out. Now I have to realign the audio to the video. Yeah, but yeah. would you want an easy ride? No, no, no. Well, if I did, I wouldn't have you here. So. Exactly. <laughs> thanks. Oh. oh, actually, I was going to say thanks for listening, but I just want to say, if you do want to check us out, obviously we've mentioned YouTube, which is the Miles Driven. Uh, we've got, we've, we've said this a few times, Instagram, well, you'll get through to me if you have any questions that yeah. you want on the show. Facebook it'll be me. is moi. It's Sam, if you want to. I mean, look, we'll only just sort of say, Thanks for the question or whatever else, and then we'll sort of talk about it on the podcast. But just in case it's something... Well, it might do. It depends. I might be in a mood to chat. Yeah, well, also, it might be something they think, Sam might have a better answer for this than Miles or So Miles. anything, then. Well, if I ever message Miles, he'll just give me the wrong answer and apologise about it later. Yeah, during the podcast yeah. I listen to, with <laughs> it? And then we've got the website, themilesdriven.com. I think that's all of yeah, our... Yeah, that's all for. Because you'll be listening to the podcast if you yeah. hear this. So I don't we, do, to, we do a podcast. It's called yeah. The Miles Driven Podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We shall uh, we'll catch you in the next podcast. See ya.